Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 3, titled Ghosts. Uh, I think we all know why. A lot of ghosts in this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of it? I actually thought this is a really good Walking Dead episode. Um, I feel like I've been engaged in a little apologia, um, you know, trying to lean into the the... Z Nation aspect of the last few weeks, but I thought this was a really good episode with solid drama. Um, I was starting to cringe at the beginning when they were doing this like compressed timeline, and I'm like, oh, are they going to then rewind and show us all this stuff? Like, because uh, I feel like that's what Old Walking Dead would do. Yeah. But instead, what was that episode of Battlestar where the Cylons are attacking like every 21 minutes or some shit like that? Was it yeah. actually called 21 or something? I think it's called like 33 or 33 minutes. I can't remember exactly right and and i remember like talking to you about that episode and like hating it because it's such an extreme example like they've been doing like every 33 minutes for like a week and they're still doing like full-on flight combat sortie pre-missions and post-missions instead of just collapsing and exhaustion and this show i think did like a really good job of like I mean, I don't know what kind of lives you all have lived out there in podcast land, but uh, I've I've stayed up right around 48 hours on mm-hmm. occasion when I really had to push through something at school or a big project deliverable at work or family problem or whatever. And like that is right at the ragged edge of the average humans kind of endurance where you start to kind of like have this kind of stuff. And. I liked that the episode and it's also wasn't like zombies constantly. They came in waves that like had hours between them and stuff like that. Like, and it was a great, like that, that framing device at the beginning of like just showing the hours pile on and pile on and desperation, exhaustion, how you deal with children in that. Like, I thought that was really cool and a great setup. So I was like fired up for this episode coming into the credit sequence. Um, and eh, there's a thing or two that struck me wrong, but mostly I, I really liked it. What would you think? Yeah, I mean, they started strong with the, the you know, uh, 44 hours thing. And then the stuff they did with Carol near the end, I thought was really strong, too. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, to her her hallucinations. I, it, there's yeah, like you said, there's some stuff in there that I don't know what they're doing with it. And it struck me weird. But 90 percent of this episode was really, really good. I also think that like I, I like there's the little ambiguity going into the next episode of like what actually did happen? What was the real real like uh, are the survivors going to be on the hook for this, uh, you know, whisperer death? Um, but but yeah, and and the, the the idea that our community who's always kind of like come out on top, this feels like a better version of the, the initial Negan plot line where, you know, you had this real terror that like w- w- there's bad people over us, have dominion over us and we can't really do anything about it. And as good as it would feel for Carol to blow alpha away, you know, they'd all be crushed by 10,000 zombies. So I, I like that sense of like, you know, how do you do the right thing when, you have limited places and choices to act. It reminded me a lot of like some of the, bel- the, 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 um, um, better belter factions from the expanse, their dilemma this year. Like how do you yeah. retain some sense of noble nobility or honor when you're working for villains, you know, for people that are doing indefensible things, uh, when you feel like you don't have any other choice and like shit, pretty top shelf stuff for walking dead to be messing with, but I think they, they carried it off pretty well. Yeah, I think so. All right, before we get into the recap, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we start off uh, at 6 a.m. at hour one, and they kind of use a whole series of uh, title cards telling us what hour it is to paint a picture of uh, uh, really the whole the whole saga of how they noticed that these walkers were coming in waves um, and then fighting them off at the gates of Alexandria wave after wave and getting progressively more tired uh, and and just confused as to how there are so many walkers coming at them. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff I thought was funny in this. Like, for example, Carol sleeps with her badass fingerless granny gloves on, mm-hmm. you know, full, 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 ready to bare knuckle brawl at, at the, a moment's notice. I also thought it's interesting that they threw in like some human interactions and like, 
towards the beginning of the incursion, I guess when it's all fun and games like shitty tat girl who still hasn't earned her name is kind of have like a little cute 30 second flirtation with uh, this, this bow staff dude who may be oh, making right. fun of Henry a little bit. Did you feel like that? I, like the I little mocking, tell. mocking like the eccentric kingdom. Cause she's a former Negan. Like I can see her having kind of a rough sense of humor about like, Oh yeah, that kid was kind of a dipshit. Wasn't he? Um, woof. I, I don't know. That's a bad look. No, it's bad take is we're care we're, we're loyal to carol but still yeah. like i think it's interesting and i wonder like i i, I kind of hope for a, a big character push for shitty tat girl like i <laughs> i want to i want her to earn the name i want her to like have me like oh yeah that's that's uh that's denise in my notes or whatever uh-huh. um there's just a lot of like really cool stuff like uh in, you know aaron getting jumped by this burnt zombie like just pure zombie killing porn um and we start hearing that like it's it's constant wave after wave coming from the direction of her border. Um, and they're convinced that it's got to be alpha fucking with them. But then at the very end of the sequence where you see a two way zombie herd. Well, now you can't very well say that you got zombies coming from both directions or you can't say it's solely coming from the direction of the whispers. So it kind of sets sure. up this um, this tension in the episode that I thought was really effective of like. Is is Alpha doing this? Um, do you want to talk about that now or? Yeah, we can. I mean, Eugene seems to think in these scenes that it can't be or that it's not Alpha, that it's probably the fire from the satellite just attracting hordes of walkers, which I, I guess might be plausible. Well, didn't we talk about this last like that you would be able to see this for hundreds yeah. and hundreds of miles? It would be like maybe for the first time since the fall of mankind, something like this event would like casually draw a bunch of walkers. And we, we know how herds work. They'd react to simple stimulus. They'd go into that mm-hmm. direction. And unless something diverts them, they will keep walking in that direction. Right. And yeah. I was kind of thinking about like, Oh shit, this is like potentially bad. This could be the new reality for the next week or two. It's like a severe weather storm of zombies moving <laughs> through your, your system. So like, right. On the other hand, you know what they're talking about in the council about Alphos bleeding them dry and trying to exhaust them. And, you know, but on the other hand, she's got the nuke. So why not drop it? Like, I don't doubt that if 10,000 walkers came in through Alexandria, they just get overrun. Yeah. For so sure. I don't it, know. It I guess plausible. I feel, I feel like, I feel like Eugene's right because mm-hmm. he, is it fair to say he's rarely right? Like, I feel like, the sh- like he's right no. most of the time in the long run. Yeah. Short yeah. term, he's usually a fool. Yeah. But long term, you're not he's, wrong, he's got Eugene. A- you're just an asshole, right? Like, it's, yeah, you're not wrong, Eugene. You just have a mullet and you wear shorts and inappropriate yeah. weather conditions. And people have a hard time taking that whole packet seriously, which mm-hmm. is honestly a character flaw of theirs. If we're being real honest. But- sure. <laughs> Although he, he started probably- out as like the guy who pretended to know a lot about a lot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he could do a little. I think, I think he's high functioning enough that he could probably do a little bit more in his human interface. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's it's everyone's got their own struggle. You know, boy. Yeah, it's a real struggle this week for Eugene. Uh, we'll get to those. <laughs> it scenes. really is. Good God. It really is. Uh, yeah. So that goes on for 49 hours. And then Eugene says, oh, Walker's coming from both directions. We're going to have to fight into the night again. And everyone is already really tired. And then Gamma approaches the gates and tells them that they need to go to the northern border and wait for Alpha, claiming that they had nothing to do with these walker waves. Uh, so they hold a meeting to decide what to do. I, I, I don't know. Most of the town wants revenge um, for the whole incident with heads on spikes. And Sadiq uh, excuses himself from this meeting very suspiciously, just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. I... I don't know what's going on with him, but we'll talk about it later. Michonne makes uh, the point that they still have no plan for dealing with the Walker horde that Alpha has, which she uses that as a a way to get a shitty tat girl or whatever to shut up. But isn't that her job? Shitty shitty highway girl is who was speaking up. Oh, right, right. Isn't that Um, her job, though? Isn't Michonne and the council supposed to be working on a plan to deal with this thing? Like, I think they, but her point is like until we, yeah, 
Yeah, but on the other hand, like Michonne could be like, we are working on it and we're also fighting us as herd. And yeah, but like in, in, until we have a solid plan to take away their nuke, we can't just, you know, and then all eyes go to Eugene and his new satellite. Yeah, I do love the idea that this is no longer a homogenous group of survivors. Like, you know, when this lady stands up and says the highwaymen demand justice, like a fucking faction yeah. within like this is a little bit not exactly a house divided but there's different interests and sensibilities mm-hmm. uh god damn i really love this this uh this this frontier government system that's that's developing it's really cool we'll i like see it. If, how much they do with that i don't know also um, i have to give you some credit uh you killed it on last week's <laughs> youtube thumbnail for this for last week's episode <laughs> with the thora blurst uh-huh. uh I like I, now one, every yeah. time I see Gamma shamble up with her mask, it's Thora Blurst, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I legit like it's rare that like, you know, like Jim's a funny guy, but, you know, I'm on to his shit. So like most day in, day out, I, I crack a thin smile. But I, I legit laughed out loud when I, I got up first thing in the morning and that that was on my notifications. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I laughed out loud. It's a good it. one. I thought it was pretty funny. It's, Plus, yeah, she's kind of got resting derp face with that mask, too. Yeah. It's it's just the whole package. It's just so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. If you're not checking these out on YouTube, go over to YouTube.com slash bald move. And we've got a whole bunch of all, all these podcasts are up there on video. Yeah. Tell your tell your friends if they hate podcasts, but they like the YouTube We're we're there, too. Um, but I also really like the fact that, like, you regardless of factions like people are just you know they make the point that people are tired and they're starting to snap at each other even like mm-hmm. long-term allies uh so it's like oof, this is going to be to the extent that one thing happens another in the next few weeks like this is a nice rest resting baseline of like potential pressure cooker hot kettle situation to to, comp- to compound but i don't know maybe yeah. i'll have a good night's sleep uh, after this episode it kind of seems what they're they're hinting at we'll see all right, uh, we move on to Gabriel arranging for the very fresh Negan to fight with Aaron's very tired group, though Aaron's not too happy about it. Sure. Uh, Gabriel puts it together like PB and J. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your take on this? Is Negan really not wanting to get out there? Or was this a little bit reverse psychology? <sighs> hmm. I-, I mean, Negan knows... If Alexandria falls, he falls, right? I mean, he's right. got to know that. What's he going to do? He's very aware he's in a prison. of how bad, how bad his ass is as well. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, he's, he's kind of in a rock and a hard place situation, too, because if he goes out there and he does anything wrong, even perceived to be wrong, the town is going to blame him. They're going to take out their frustrations on him. Uh, I get that part, but he also needs to help because if he doesn't and Alexandria falls, he's screwed too. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, probably a little of column A, a little B. Yeah, I think that uh, I I feel like it's more of the reverse psychology that he really is trying to make Mm -hmm. plays to like ingratiate himself to the community. And he feels like he's, you know, he was almost there with saving Judith in the the storm. He's kind of more or less one over Michonne. And now he's like, you know, looking at what other community leaders and, uh, you know, what did, what did the Gabriel call a, um, Aaron, a saint. Yeah. If he can win over the saint to his side, you know, Aaron's very passionate. We've seen him argue convincingly for things he believes in. And also he's open to be swayed. Like we saw last season. So I, I think it's a calculated. Yeah it's a calculated double double secret uh agent situation he's got where you know oh don't throw me in that briar patch essentially i just wonder if there are ulterior motives is he gonna like try and take over oh alexandria if he gets a chance or is he <sighs> is he to the point where he's just part of this community i think that i don't really know that's because there's like great conversation between him and aaron where he almost seems like he backslides all the way back to full-on being a savior um or he at least isn't but i don't apologetic know. uh for the things he did right yeah yeah like i don't know that i see him with a barbed wire baseball bat leather jacket and doing the hey 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 kind of thing anymore like it's tough I, to tell 20 years from that you know 15 years from that could he run for president of alexandria right like I don't know. Um, sure, there are a lot of people would oppose that, but you know, there's going to be a lot of them dead. There's going to be a lot of people mm-hmm. with them that mellowed out, and it just depends on how the next fifteen years go. 
So yeah, he's he's got this. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has this way of just like smirking and and you know throwing a wry comment out there that makes you always question his motives, regardless of how oh, pure yeah. they are. Yeah, like when Aaron plugs in that mace attached to his arm, and Negan's like, "So that's awesome." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's great. It's it's funny, but yeah. the old stump to use, you know. He's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's also it's- like a. It's a it's kind of like a metaphor for him, too. Like, he's the old stump, you know, he's this withered thing that's not of use for anything but loading corpses and stuff uh, and picking tomatoes. Right. Why not put the old stump to use? Uh, I think it works as that kind of a metaphorical layer, too. Gotcha. Uh, So when they're out fighting, Negan tries to grab a better weapon so he could be more effective. uh, But Aaron won't let him. Pretty smart. I mean, you know, you don't want uh, Aaron does have the one arm. He's at a little bit of a disadvantage, probably smaller. I don't think he's as, as uh, got as much reach and as, as powerful as Negan. But yeah, <laughs> letting him have more than a broomstick, you know. Uh, and holy <laughs> shit, Aaron just punching a zombie's head clean off with that fucking yeah. mace ball of his. Oh, it's cool. I wonder what other attachments <sighs> he has. Does he have like a nunchuck attachment? Does he have I don't like know. a sword? It's- could they get away with just going full on dark army or army here? Cause his, his, <laughs> his hand is already so fucking yeah. ash. Just plug in a chainsaw attachment. Like you could even have like, uh, if him and him and Negan get to be better friends, you could have Negan come in. Like, <laughs> I saw this on a movie before all the thing went shit. And he just like, yeah, it's like, just boom. Who says no to that? Like Not me, he's got a spike ball on his hand. This is some already some Z nation shit. Just, yeah, yeah. get some armies of darkness in there. Why not? Uh, then we go back to Michonne, Daryl, and a few of the others go to the northern border to meet with Alpha, and they drop their weapons. Uh, everybody except for Carol, who keeps a not-so-secret gun on her. And, and that's how I knew the episode had me hooked in, because I like almost gasped when I saw like the gun yeah. flash, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, Carol. God damn it, you're going to try to shoot a nuke, and it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, but you want her to shoot the nuke. I yeah, that's the thing because yeah. you really want Alpha to get it, but you, you know do. that she can't. You kind of right do. Now. You really do. Um, and then we go back, and Eugene and Rosita are fighting walkers. I don't know why they even put this insert in here, really, other than it sort of half pays off when you see Rosita later, who's like energized by this fight, and then Eugene, who's worn down by it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and this is just kind of setting that up with a two second shot of them fighting. Uh, then alpha arrives at that Northern border. And not only does she know about them crossing the border to fight the satellite fire, but she knows when they cross the winter, uh, the border in the winter, uh, she decides, eh, she's not going to punish them, uh, you know, physically, but she is going to modify the border and I guess squeeze them out of their hunting grounds. So Carol's not too happy about that. And she tries to shoot alpha when she remarks about the way that Henry died. And Michonne stops her and then apologized to Alpha and they all leave. Uh, I thought this was a great like, you know, Alpha's on her bullshit, but she's internally <laughs> consistent. Like, oh, fire, yeah. what fire? Fire is nature. It's in its fire's nature to burn. And we, sure. you know, for, we, we live with nature We're we just shamble off and we come back when it's done. Like we. OK, yeah. I mean, that 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 all is cool. And just how gleeful she is at like. It really sold me on this, like, this malignant narcissism, right? Like, she's, she's like, all of Alexandria are her children now that are mm-hmm. too weak to fight her, and she can impose her uh, self on them. And just, like, the glee she shows in, you know, dictating terms to him and being, being you know, magnificent. You know, like, oh, well, I guess uh, you must be punished, but then no bloodshed need to be done. Just the Southern Bell accent, the whole thing is, like, calculated to just be the worst. Uh, yeah. and she's, she's, she's really good at it. Um, but I don't know, like Carol, like Carol, not giving a fuck might get the whole community, all the communities killed. The fact that like, she cares about Daryl, you know, of course, but also Daryl will take care of himself. Like, does Carol not really care about like RJ or Judith or yeah. like, is she just so fucking gone on speed that she doesn't that 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 part of her that worries about that's burnt out. Uh, could be. I don't. I don't know. She doesn't seem too uh whacked out here yet. 
she's going to get there when they get to the schoolhouse or whatever. I mean, when they pull when she pulls the gun and shoots like that's like if she succeeds, Alexander's yeah. toast as far as all the communities are toast. Like that's such a that's yeah. the definition of fear victory or pyrrhic victory. Hmm. I don't get it. Um, let me ask you another thing. Do you think the show needs to explain how Alpha can maintain the knowledge of what's going on within her borders in the middle of a blizzard? Like, or do you think that just adds to her mystique? Because I kind of need to know because that's borderline fucking wicked witch looking into the mirror shit. Like, yeah, ha- like they're establishing that the, the, the walkers themselves were freezing solid. Yeah. So what is a and and the humans that were warm blooded were freezing solid. So mm-hmm. how is a person shambling around in a pair of jeans, uh, fucking flannel shirt and a zombie mask on their head? I don't know. And zombie like, skin. It's a hell of an insulator. It's just it's a perfect insulator. On the other hand, I did think that like they killed a hell of a lot of zombies. It could just be that like once they get back and they start walking their land, it's it's kind of like a Goldilocks and a three bear situation. Who's been sleeping in my fucking bed? Yeah, yeah. You know, we left all these zombies here and like here's a whole bunch of them hacked off limbs and skulls. And now like they leave it vague so, enough that you're not sure exactly how they know. But yeah. th- that's supposed to be I wish I did. the draw of it. Right. Like, oh, they're they're yeah. so good at knowing how are they so good? Well, we don't know. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm okay with it. And I thought they did a really good job of building up the tension in the scene, like Carol going up to the stakes and like, that, like having almost a physical like presence. And she's seen, you know, Henry's Hilltop token. And then how powerful it was when the whisper is kind of like when like the, the alpha emerged from the pack and kind of was escorted forward. Then she t- takes off. The th- I, I thought all that stuff was really well done. And it was very menacing. Like when the whispers grabbed the stakes and just started like, Hey, we're moving them. This is our territory. You better run. Like, yeah. and there's nothing our survivors can do about it. I I thought that was very effective. Yeah. Um. We'll probably talk a little more about that at the end because I I have other questions uh, about that. But yeah. in the meantime, um, they're camping on the way back, and Michonne tries to talk to Carol, but Carol just says that you know Alpha has to die and walks off. There's a little exchange between Daryl and Michonne about that. And then Carol spots some whispers in the woods and the group springs into action to try and capture them. Because Michonne doesn't want to kill any of the whispers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we skipped the Negan and Aaron big long monologue. Uh, no, that's. I think that's coming up in I... a second. Okay. I think it's the next scene. Um. Did you have much to say about this Carol thing? I did, did love when she walked off. <laughs> That's that seems like Carol. The bitch got to die. Um, yeah. What do you think about her? I don't know where they're going with her seeing the three whispers. Like mm-hmm. if the whispers had followed them, what? Like Michelle's going to capture them for hostage purposes. Like. What is that going to do? Like maybe get intelligence out of them, but it seems like you're, you know, like I, what are, is the argument like, well, they're on our side of the border, but are they? Cause like, I wasn't even sure like how, when right. did they actually officially get off their land? Um, like yeah. assume at the school, but like, if they're just following you to make sure that you get off their fucking land and they're entitled to do that. Um, sure. I was a little as unsure. much as they're entitled to do anything. <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like they, they're, that, they're the arrangement. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you know, as soon as fucking Manhattan, Mister Manhattan Eugene can 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 magic up a nuke, take all his horny energy towards Rosita and put it into splitting the atom, then uh, there there might be a new normal. But right now, like, what do you do? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, Michonne might. Hmm. Yeah, why is she so concerned that the whispers are following them? Because they're probably just verifying. I don't know. Like that's when they get question. to school, like I assume that that's where that's firmly on their land. And like if whispers were like following them there, that's sure. That's bullshit. You know, like you can make an argument like, well, hey, you know. Um, but on the other hand, I guess, you know, Alpha can make the argument of like, well, you wandered our land three times before we even did anything. And you killed one of ours. Fuck you people. Like, uh, yeah, I don't all, think the show like, has done a great job of showing us, like helping us understand where these boundaries are. And where people right. can be and can't be at any given time. Like they just show a random road and say, that's the boundary. Well, I don't fact, know where they, that road is in relation to everything else. 
so it doesn't mean it's kind of smart because they do leave it to geography incredibly vague which is probably good because they can use as random like abandoned roads and bridges in georgia and be like hey look this is another thing that's always been here kind of like you're filling out the map glenn mazara's backyard if they wanted to if they paid him but enough. you always are they, they make it clear what the stakes are like mm-hmm. you're like well the, we're gonna make this border go to the river and now it's gonna be this road and like okay what the fuck does that mean but carol helpfully steps forward that's bullshit you cut us off from our hunting grounds ah okay right. now right. so like you understand what the stakes are even though like this is some hundred acre woods winnie the pooh geography going on and as far as like a map goes so i yeah. thought yeah that's pretty it just makes cool it hard to understand you know the dynamics here the the like who's in the right when they're chasing down whispers who might be following them right i i love this current season's credit sequence and like how like kind of like dynamic it is but man i it think it was think how cool it'd be to have like a game of thrones style sure like you know swooping in from alexandria over to the kingdom back to you know like so you really do feel like you could see the giant canyon of walkers and uh, uh, yeah i i I think it would be even better if we had it rooted in geography um but at least they're telling us what the stakes are and that's the absolute minimum you got to do all right so there's this scene with negan and aaron uh negan uses the forbidden weapon to kill a walker so aaron wants to take mm. him back to town uh he refuses to go without needling aaron over uh his his dead lover eric and aaron needles back about his wife and then walkers sneak up on him and aaron fights him off but negan takes that opportunity to escape yeah and i'm glad they clarified this because at first i thought aaron got blinded by zombie blood or something i'm like what the hell yeah, is even like first of all getting zombie blood in your eyes like i don't even know where the show is on that as far as like that being infection like i'm pretty sure but like still like okay it's blind but yeah i guess there's some kind of like i get i I know what the fuck hogweed is but i know what poison ivy is and i was just thinking like jesus christ fighting a walker covered in poison ivy that's some you know, if they want to put Aaron out of commission, that's what you do. You send four or five of those things and I'm fucked. I'm <laughs> fucked unless I can find some in- intravenous steroid. I just die right then and there. Mm-hmm. But um, and because I also like they showed like Negan with a rashy patch. Right. Yeah. And I thought like, did he get bit or is that like this again? But now it's like, oh, he knew about the hogs weed. And he was like, I kind of think long term fucking with Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh <laughs> <laughs> to to uh you know set him up for in in this this kind of way or at least you know give him something more than he can handle so i don't know it seems risky for negan to like go get the saint of alexander killed just to make a point about but yeah i don't think he's I, I trying also, to like well, he did leave aaron, like aaron, aaron was getting like overwhelmed by zombies and yeah. v- narrowly escaped death and negan left him there now maybe negan was like waiting in the wings and he was going to step in if things got overwhelmed or I, I don't know. But it's, on the other it's hand, it's just a bad a, look, right? Like Negan comes back yeah. from the, the mission with one other Alexandrian and that Alexandrian happens to die on the first mission. He yes. goes out with him. So that's it's you not, don't want to bring the heat down on you. Well, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like I do feel like I do feel for Negan because at some point it's like, you know, if you got a got a couple and one of you is cheated and the other person's like take you back and maybe the first are like checking your cell phone all the time and they're wanting to put a GPS track in your car. But like, I don't know when you stop that. Yeah. Like it's six months, 18 months, five years. But at some point, the other person has to be like, look, you're either going to trust me at some point or not. And yeah. Negan has to have like it is bullshit that like what, you know, what, what another year, two, three, five. They're still going to keep him in fucking leg irons and shit. Like, I don't know. Um it's kind of an interesting dilemma that I like seeing walking the traffic in. Sure. What do you, what, but, but the thing is, that's what I want to talk about the speech with Negan, where he's like unapologetically, you know, like, tell me why the love of my life had to die. Well, let me tell you, cause I was Negan and I held us together. And if, if I didn't, someone I take my shit and that's what happened. Rick took my shit and fires in a position to take his shit back. I like, what, what are you doing, Negan? You're like preaching Neganism, and you sh- I thought you would kind of come off that shit. Like, I thought that's your whole so- show sojourn back to the sanctuary was about you realizing that that way of things is dead and it's all about Carl's tomatoes now. What the fuck? What do you what do you think about that? Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. It, it seemed a little Negan-y when he was talking about it. I expected him to be a little more apologetic. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. In some ways, he's not wrong. Like it's it's even in the civilized, relatively civilized society we live in, this is kind of a truth. And then you look at the lawless society they're living in, and it's probably even more of a truth. And I, it doesn't give you license to just be an asshole um, and be a murderous right. asshole at that. But also, you you do need to protect what's yours. And I think Alexandria is striking a pretty good balance between the two right now. Um, and, and Negan is saying things that could very quickly push them over that line if they were to listen to him. Yeah, and I wonder if he thinks that Aaron is a little bit on the wobbly side, so he's bringing the real harsh rhetoric to like bring something out of him. Or it could be that he's just provoking mm-hmm. him into doing something stupid so that he can make a larger point about like, well, I don't know. Like, I guess the benevolent way to look at that is like Negan now sees the larger community and the fledgling democracy as something that is his and he wants to protect. Cause I, I, that's a healthy way to look at your community, your state, your nation is like not in a jingoistic, my way or the highway, yeah, way, sure. but like, yeah, I, I love my fellow, my neighbors and my town and I want everyone here to prosper. And that motivates me to do things, you know, that's larger than myself. Like, I think that I don't know. But like I said, there's lots of ways to say it that doesn't make it sound like fucking post-apocalyptic Hitler, too. That's the thing. That same that philosophy can be used for good or evil. Right. 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 And it's sometimes tough to know which is which. Yeah. Like if you got to protect, you've got to enslave all other communities around you because, hey, man, maybe they take my shit at some point like that's a little hyper vigilant. That's a little, yeah. little fashy. Um, but on the other hand, yeah. like someone incurred, you know, coming and like killing your people and stealing your shit, probably got to put those people down, you know? Right. The other thing is like, what do we know about Negan and his wife coming into this? That's the other question I had, because like Aaron throws this like you died with your wife hating you. And I've heard that there's going to be a Negan flashback in the future. Something that came up like no spoilers, but like they're going to do a bottle episode about Negan and his past. I, I, I wonder if we're going to like they're going to turn that up on its head, you know, and like make it try to make Negan ultra sympathetic. And I'm wondering, like, what the hell? Because like I I'm I'm trying to imagine the worst thing that can happen to a person and have it be okay that they turned into Negan. And like, I'm, I'm having a hard time with it, you know? Yeah. Cause I remember very vividly the the terrible things that Negan did. So Mm -hmm. he beat, beat the death of baseball bat. A lot of, a lot of people I cared about, a lot of people who I cared about, I cared about, you know? Um, yeah. And, and did it just for like shits and grins, Mm -hmm. like kind of literally, I, I don't know. Yeah. But, Uh, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's a wound. It's a deep wound that really got to him. Like I've 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 rarely seen Negan rattled before, and what Aaron was spitting that that fire he was spitting at the end was get was getting there. All right, let's take a quick break. Be right back. All right, we're back with Michonne's group up north, I guess, or headed south. Um, they can't find the whispers that Carol saw, and we find out that Carol's taking speed, which makes Michonne pretty suspicious. They find a building. It's to just, sl- it's- it's just like caffeine, Jim. She's oh, yeah. just taking vi- Viverin, essentially. Yeah, methamphetamine you know? just like caffeine. Uh, it's, a, it's a cup and a half of coffee. What's the big deal? Sure. <laughs> As she's taking six. That's the uh, thing. Is like I used to, when I was like a like a newly minted programmer, I had these things. Have you ever, do you remember Penguin Mints? These were all sure. the rage back in the Slashdot, yeah. Linux, PHP, Pearl days. Yeah. I'd buy, I'd like, and I, I, <laughs> I developed a problem. Uh, I was chewing like each, like four or five of them were the cup of coffee, and I was chewing like 10 an hour. Oh. And yeah, yeah. So like, and I remember making the ironic, the like straight up. Hey, it's just like drinking coffee. It's like okay, well, if you're drinking literally three pitchers at work a day, sure. Show yeah. me the psycho that's doing that. So I, I see you, Carol. I see you. I understand. Yeah, she's she's gonna have some wicked kidney stones. I'm sure. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they find a building to sleep in for the night, which I think is a school. Uh, and Carol finds a home economics book and hallucinates herself and a bunch of dead children that she knew on the cover. And rather than sleep, she takes two more pills. And obviously those children, we've we've seen them all in the series. It's her daughter, Sophia. Uh, it's Lizzie. It's look at the flowers and, and Mika. Yeah, so this is how I described in my notes. It okay. was um, uh, it, her daughter. 
Look at the flowers girl and her yep. dumb little sister, Henry and that little cookie thief. Yes. That's how I yeah. called them. And then I looked at, oh, yeah, Sophia, Lizzie, Mika, Sam and, and Harry. But really yeah, effective. Henry, yeah. Like Henry. Sorry. I, I thought I thought this was all like really effective the way mm-hmm. they kind of sold this ghost aspect of the story. Oh, man. Like the the from here to the end of the episode with Carol is fantastic. Um, the way they sell this like half reality that she's living in while she's doped up on well, hopped up on speed. Uh, and I mean, it's it's both. It's 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 the speed and the severe lack of sleep that's resulted from it. You know, right, right. Yeah, it's not just uh, that, you don't hallucinate when you take speed. Uh, you hallucinate when you've been up for 60 something hours or so. Right. Taking right, speed right. <laughs> to keep you awake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's really good, man. I ever every time they layer on another part of this scene, I'm thinking, okay, is this real? Is this something imagined? Is it somewhere in between? And they do a couple of really good scenes with Daryl as well. Yeah, that's the thing I thought was real next level where like I was so convinced they were having like we're about to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we do jump back real quick to Aaron who can't see very well. He's stumbling around. He's shouting Negan's name and we see Negan in the shack that he finds, but he doesn't announce it's himself kind of posted yet. up. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we come back to Daryl who uh, tells Carol about his trucker dad who <laughs> his, his trucker dad. I don't mean that in like a weird sexual way. I just mean, <laughs> His dad was a trucker. <laughs> His trucker daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They used to meet at the truck stop. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he tells her about the experience he had where he hallucinated uh, this girl in the road because he was up so long, you know, doing essentially what she's doing, preventing sleep and taking these 24 hour runs. Um, Carol yeah. doesn't see the relevance, though. She's not getting it. And she takes another pill. Um, what, how, how cool of an idea would it be? I know this is shows like over a year old, but like, I would love to splice in the large Marge from Pee Wee Herman's like that, that, uh, like it, like that, that thing in the middle of Daryl's like, yeah. And then, then when my daddy got out of the truck, he went around looking for the girl and it looked just like, blah, blah, blah. like I, I think that would be, yeah. Yeah. You want to scare <laughs> some that, kids. Well, I, I was like, man, this is so Pee Wee Herman. As soon as he started talking about like my daddy running, r- barreling down Route 66 down through Kentucky. It's like, oh, my God, it's a large Marge story. Yeah. Um, And it kind of was. It's a, it's a ghost story in an episode about ghosts. And the story itself was a ghost story within a ghost story because it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, it's like it's such a great scene between Carol because like Carol, like, you know, she's pissed and she's dismissive and she's like, look, I'm nothing like your nor- s- meth snorting truck dr- driving dad and like genuinely wounds fake Daryl here. And he's like, you know, and she's like realizes, tries to be concealed. Here. He's like, no, you're right. But that doesn't mean I'm wrong. Like, that's a fucking great scene. And it didn't even happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Or what's really going to bend your noodle is when later on tonight you think, wait. Which was the real scene and which was the fake one? Because mm-hmm. either one of them could have been the fake scene, I think. Yeah, I, I know Daryl has said a thing or two about his dad in previous seasons, but I don't know. He never mentioned him being a truck driver. but Not that I remember, but it got it's been also a while. that's wouldn't be a surprise if like yeah. his dad spent a couple months as a long haul truck driver, you know, to make ends meet. Like, sure. that's OK. Yeah. And nothing about his family says that that's not something that would happen so mm-hmm. but uh yeah i wonder i wonder if there's any uh uh the walking dead truthers are trying to decide which version of daryl is the correct one um anyway that's stuff that i've been wondering like how sure am i the that the last conversation was the real one and not the the first one yeah um so aaron is fumbling around in this cabin he's just making a shitload of noise and of course mm-hmm. he attracts some walkers and he's probably going to be eaten because he can't see anything still but he's saved by Negan with the forbidden weapon who then gives him water mm-hmm. rather than bashing him to bits. Uh, I thought this was really effective kind of horror. You know, we talked about how they did some of this stuff with uh, Daryl's new friend, the sign language, I, uh, Connie, yeah. um, like, you know, do a really good job of like taking away someone's senses and showing how terrifying it would be to be just like out in the forest at night. But 
the way they shot this house is very haunted mansion and the zombies, the way they kind of like were downlit, like made him look extra creepy. And with Aaron being completely blind, uh, at no point that I think Aaron was going to actually die. Yeah. But like, I found it really effective tense. Like I was gripping, gripping my armrest just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they do with the, the tension and the, the horror aspects like the, the, cause occasionally the show gets away from the horror roots. Um, but this episode, they did quite a bit with that, with Carol, especially when she's roaming the halls, right? Looking for yeah. ghosts she can interact with, essentially. Um, yeah. They like, do a couple I, of horror, like genuine horror moments, which I liked. That's the thing, like the last couple of years of The Walking Dead before we got to season nine it was just getting lazy and yeah. the visual storytelling. Like it's just like, oh, just endless shots for day, day, shoot, shoot day for night. And don't give a shit about lighting the sets and, you know, like the zombies were always top notch, but like using them in ways that was actually scary. And, you know, just like having the stupid pop up zombies out of frame, like in the middle of the woods. Like we talked about how stupid that was. And like this last few years, like, you know, last season had that really great fog on the moors shot where, you know, like Eugene and who was it like uh, was it was it uh Father Gabriel, like, you know, trying to hide out in that barn and being hunted by the whisperers and the graveyard scene where Jesus died. And like, yeah, just just doing some really cool atmospheric stuff to remind us. That, yeah, actually, this show is a horror show. Uh-huh. Maybe every once in a while we shoot it like one. I, it's such a such such a refreshing uh, change. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Carol's wandering the halls of the school. She's looking for more ghosts that she can hallucinate to. Uh, and she strikes gold with a desiccated body that turns into Henry and calls to her. And then she wakes up and she tells Daryl, I'm not seeing ghosts like your dad did. And Daryl's like, what? What are you talking about? And she then decides she's going to extend her shift, stay up longer and takes another pill. And then she checks her gun, which has a single bullet. And then she runs off after another hallucination. She's very bad at keeping watch here. Uh, well, and they also have this like this gaunt, skinny, like stringy haired female zombie that starts showing up like the psychopath in too many cooks video, uh-huh. like just like sp- almost peripherally. Like you see this woman here and like it looks like she's crumpled on the floor and then she's standing and like stabbing Carol and she's waking up and it just really blurs that that liminal zone between waking and 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 the dream reality to where you're just not sure what the hell is going on. Yeah, um, makes you feel I like it, I Carol it was really, does. really effective. Yeah, exactly. It really put her in your, your, her mindset. Yeah. Um, she gets caught in a whisper snare and takes out a whole bunch of walkers before they find her with some glass in her arm. And then Steak tries to operate on her, but he's hallucinating too. Ev- everyone is fucking hallucinating, man. I get it. You haven't slept in a while, but <sighs> I would not want to do open surgery on a person with 50. Like, what is at this point? like almost three days with almost no sleep. It's a long time. And f- yeah. Fearing for your life too, like dra- jacked with adrenaline the whole time. Um, it must be, it must be a lot. Um, Luckily a uh, combat medic doctor dude is there to take over and he covers for Sadiq by telling everyone, yeah, he did a fine job. Dante earned his name with me in record time. It's, it's a memorable name. Oh, he's okay. got a, a, a punchable face, a poor man's Jason Lee kind of looking, mm-hmm. uh, MFR, uh, I want to go back to Car- Carol ensnared. Yeah. Because I think if you buy a version of reality that this whisperer was just keeping an eye on them camping. And when Carol got ensnared, she was trying to lead the zombies away from her. Mm. And Carol brought it on herself by firing her last bullet, which really put the fucking, oh, there's a, zo- there's a human here between the zombies' teeth and they wanted to get at her. Like, I think you can like I I think Carol's the aggressor here. Like if I'm you know, I don't know what kind of weird ass alpha yeah. diplomacy it even matters. Right. But like my reading is Carol's probably the one that fucked up here. Do you agree, disagree, or I think you're probably right. I mean, even just roaming the halls looking for I don't know why she's out roaming. Why is she not keeping alert, uh watching over the people who are sleeping right now? Cause that's what she's supposed to be doing. Well, she because she thought she saw a whisper walking, so she had to go investigate it. And everyone thinks she's crazy. Yeah, she's I don't not know why you got to investigate it. Like that's the thing; she's obsessed with finding these whispers. I I get it. Like she's. I mean, yeah. If you see angry. a zombie walking, like the next room over, you gotta. That's part of like keeping patrol. It's not like oh, there's a zombie in here with us. You gotta neutralize the threat. I think like so. That's fine, but 
how far away from the group do you chase it before you go? You well, know that's, what? that's a Let great question. Let me close question. this door and see if it comes back. That's a great question. But she's, she's not, in the gym. That's the thing. She's, she's in. She's like playing a volleyball match with walkers. Just roaming. Yeah. 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 Uh. Oh, I really also appreciate Sadiq like this, like so many shows like Sadiq would just be like a, a fucking arrogant ass and be like, no, I got it. I got it. But like him being like, I got it. And Dante, like, look at your hands shaking, dude. You don't got it. Let me do it. And Sadiq's like, yeah, you're right. Like, hooray for fucking adult conversations like in and, and boo for fucking manufactured drama. So I, I love it. I actually like this, although. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get around to talking to it. Weird energy around Dante and Sadiq. Yeah, we got a scene coming up where we'll we'll discuss it. Uh, yeah. It, one other thing about Carol, I I get the sense that like she is, she has not been sleeping regularly for a long time, like probably since mm-hmm. Henry's death. Right? She just doesn't get much sleep anymore, and that she has been on sort of the edge, um, and kind of gone overboard here, or you know, gone gone past the line that she normally does, where. At some point, I get the impression that she is roaming the halls looking for Henry. Like, this is this mm-hmm. is a moment where she doesn't normally see Henry as hallucinations, right? And she normally doesn't have a chance to talk to him or something. Uh, and that this is kind of an opportunity she sees. So she's out there looking for Henry so that she can get some... I, I don't know if it's closure. I don't know what she's looking for here while she's in this speed-induced hallucination state. But... She wants to encounter Henry. She wants to see something of her her child, right? Yeah, I think so. Especially, it's like, I don't know, like, she consciously goes out to find him, but, like, she goes, she thinks she sees a whisper, which she probably does, and she goes, and then that's where things start to get fucko in her mind. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think she would be contented to stay there and keep watch, but she keeps seeing things, and those things turn out to be her family. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, no dreams of she also shouldn't give a fuck about the men in her life. Tobin, King Ezekiel. Nah, it's all about the kids. She never. Yeah. yeah. If I was if I was Ezekiel, I'd be like mildly offended that. Uh, yeah, I, I we, we lived. We, we were husband and wife for like five years. Carol, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> can I get a zombie? For, I guess he's not dead. Maybe that's the thing. It's like it's, you got to be dead for her to care about you that much. Yeah, I suppose so. But, but Tobin, Tobin's dead, right? Tobin got totally eaten. Do you remember Tobin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got totally Carhartt eaten. Carhartt Man? Uh-huh. Carhartt yeah. Man? Yeah. yeah. The guy who no, built, no, single-handedly no. built the cold rolled steel wall. <laughs> it's Reg's plan, but his his fucking, fucking mm-hmm. meat mitts that actually built it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carol don't give a fuck about Tobin. Who? Tobin who? No, they've painted this picture for a long time. Like, Carol and children have a sordid history and we see it all sort of flashing back here right yeah speaking of blurs that's her relationship with children yeah, yeah. it's bless blessing and curse for sure uh so next morning aaron sight's site has returned and they head back nothing special here uh and then we go to a scene that i want to get your opinion on uh rosita okay. and eugene finish killing some walkers rosita seems like she's never been happier uh getting to take some aggression out on them Eugene is still trying to get with Rosita, though, and at some point she shouts at him to just get him to understand that it is never going to happen. And because Rosita feels like she's drunk because of sleep deprivation, Eugene understands that this must be coming from an honest place, uh, you know, lacking inhibition. Um, and so he finally understands that they are not only never going to be lovers, but they have never actually been friends because he's been so obsessed with getting in her pants. Right. And then right. he leaves. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like what. I thought this is, uh, you know, as because like I there's been a lot of discourse on friend zoning, right? You know, <laughs> this, and this like, I don't know. Like problem. Yeah. Right. Like I, I talked to many young men and it's like friend zoning is bullshit and they see it from the perspective of um, like, you know, you put in this time into this relationship and you think it's going to pay out. And then it turns out they're never into you and they're not ever going to be into you. And they, they fucking like you wasted all that time. And like. If I'm a woman and I hear people say that, I got to think that's really fucked up because like like, and yeah. like the, I don't think I've ever heard in a work of fiction like I've heard people like dismissively and mockingly like make fun of like how pathetic the guy is for like allowing it to happen you know 
Um, yeah. But I've never heard like the from the woman's perspective of like, so our friendship was nothing like unless yeah. I gave up the cookie, then every, this was all for not, huh? Like like genuine hurt, like all the shit we've been through. You watching me and uh <laughs> abraham fucked and like like going back God. and like for all like like they've had a lot of history and it's yeah. been up and down but like none of that meant to anything to you if i wasn't going to consummate a sexual relationship i thought that was a really you know and, and eugene also with shame admitting that like i'm a lesser man than i thought i was like i thought that was one of the more healthy way like you know whereas yeah rosita was super exasperated but like why wouldn't she be yeah i mean it's, it's just five years too late right it's like holy shit you should have had this realization sure. that you were you know that you were desperately trying to avoid the friend zone and your own her only value to you was what she could get what she had in her pants is like right you should have realized this so much sooner and, right. and, and I mean, Eugene would probably be like, well, no, I actually value the friendship, too. But I was wanting the other than like the way he framed it as like, yeah, I really enjoy. Obviously, you're cool and you're funny and you kick ass on zombies and blah, blah, blah. But like also, I was hoping to fuck you. And like that one right. part of the relationship wasn't there and everything else is like useless. Right. It's like, you know, if like imagine a bald move failed tomorrow and I'm like, go up to you and like, you know what, Jim, this last 10 years of fucking waste of my time. God damn it. Every fucking day I've stared at your face over the Zoom call, sometimes in real life. Fuck. Like, you haven't had much sleep, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, it's like I could see like that. That'd be a genuine yeah. source of hurt to be like, well, God, sure. I guess you didn't get everything you wanted. So everything was a waste. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's tough because like I also I, like I also will speak the truth on the other side, which every once in a while, it's true. The women do take advantage of knowing that guys kind of want them and they manipulate them. That does happen. But the vast sure. majority of the girls are just living their lives out there, having yeah. friends and being shocked to find out all their friends want to jump their bones and fuck them if they don't like that's yeah. fucking crazy. So, yeah. yeah, I thought it's handled pretty well, though. Uh. Okay, so Michonne speaks with Sadiq, who claims to just be tired, not definitely not hallucinating, definitely not losing his shit. Uh, she I, I do love the awkward moment that Eugene and Sadiq have, like right after this emotionally fraught experience, <laughs> and and Sadiq sitting there with like a goofy sleep surprise smile, and Eugene's like, "Huh," you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty As he great. Stumbles pretty out great. of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she leaves, and then Doctor Dude comes by with some drinks, and he tells Sadiq about this time. Uh, about his time as a combat medic in Iraq and how it changed him. Uh, here's here's my biggest problem with this episode. I did not like this scene, and I actually, when the scene started, I thought it was great. I was like, oh yeah, they're doing, it, you know, it's not super clever because I've seen subtext in conversations done hundreds of times, but it feels right in this situation. You've got this macho guy who's a combat medic who might not want to admit his weaknesses. Unless it's couched in some, you know, uh, just asking for a friend kind of stuff. And then they make the subtext text. And not only do they have Sadiq go, well, who was that guy? Who who was this guy? He all but does air quotes here when he says like, oh, tell, tell me more about this guy and winks at the camera. And like, clearly Sadiq says it with a tone that makes you think he knows that this is all subtext. But then the guy says you're, you're having a drink with him. And and I'm like, wait, but that makes it all text. It makes, it makes Sadiq seem stupid and it makes us feel like, well, now, now you think I'm stupid because I couldn't get this if you didn't explain it to me. Yeah, it was a (sighs) weird. And I, the other thing is, I get this clear feeling that they're like, you know, the the bisexual lighting has been lit for these scenes like they uh, I feels that Dante is. Do you not get do you not? Are you not getting these vibes that Dante's fairly shamelessly flirting with Sadiq? Talking about how he keeps looking oh, at my th- mouth yeah. and bring all the set and like yeah, talking I, I about how you literally it, meant that there was like pink and blue lighting going on. No, no I mean, like it blinded me from the scene. Like, no, like that. They're gotcha. like. I think that they're building this like, uh, hey, we're, you know, we're leaning into this anti bi erasure thing. And the fact that Sadiq is a hot guy and he fucked a really hot girl or Zeta. But also, look, there's another hot guy he might fuck. And like, I, yeah, um, but 
it's okay. So the first I thought it was weird because I keep forgetting that like Sadiq is not in a relationship with Rosita. He is in a parenting mm-hmm. relationship, but they're not in a romantic relationship anymore. Right. And I kept on thinking like this is vaguely inappropriate, but then I just like realized why it's because I haven't compartmentalized the fact that like they have a baby together, but they're not together. She's with Gabriel. So mm-hmm. like if Sadiq is bisexual and Dante is in fact a, a Adonis that thinks he's got a pretty mouth, why not? Why not? They're both available. Uh, sure. Why not? But I'm not sure if it's like I'm a little slow in the uptake or like if these like this just this just Jason Lee guys not like quite doing it for me or or what. But like it it I don't know it. It's 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 weird seeing just a really sexually aggressive guy uh, making moves on another dude on television, and that probably says a lot about me and my cons- like like that's like you know. I, but I I guess if I okay here's the thing. If, if if Dante is a guy and Sadiq is a girl and they're co-workers and he came in with this pretty mouth shit and I'm a and I'm an Adonis and all that, I would think that was a little too forward too. It, so maybe especially I don't know. given the scene right before this where Rosita says, man, I'm so tired. I feel drunk. And then Sadiq, yeah, and he, I'm so tired. I'm hallucinating. I can't perform an operation. I must be drunk. And, and Dante acknowledging and saying, actually, you are incapacitated. In, in but yeah. I think they're all kind of up. So like, and they're all kind of sh- maybe possibly oversharing. Cause I also get on Dante. Right, like right. this is a big, like when you're a big, good looking gregarious dude like him, it is fucking wild to see them have a breakdown about something. Like you've never lived until you've like seen a guy like Dante that you think is like, oh, he's the fun one. He's the guy who's like bulletproof. Nothing ever gets him down. Yeah. You see a guy like that sobbing in the corner and it'll fucking ruin your day because like, Jesus Christ, like it's like watching like, you know, uh, I, I, I fucking Care Bear sobbing or something. It's just like you're or, or Big Bird sure. or Snuffleupagus or, or Kermit Elmo Elmo sobbing like what the fuck me, hmm. you know, <laughs> Elmo having panic attacks. Uh, Elmo just breaking down. Like it's like you like that's so like I get I I get it. I don't know. I don't know. I probably I'm probably this all kinds of problematic that the 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 discourse we're having about these guys' relationship. But uh sure. I thought about when I was watching it. There's a lot of issues going on in this uh episode. You know, people get sleep deprived. Weird things yeah. happen. Yeah. But I do, yeah. What do you, what, what's, uh, Don, Don Teague? Don Teague. Don Teague. Yeah. Said Dante. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, no, I could, I could get on that ship. Said, said, what, what, <laughs> Don Teague? <laughs> yeah, Don Teague. Don Teague is Don better. Teague. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said Dante. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just sit with his, with Dante's name at the end. Sounds like a new Taco Bell offering. New oh, Dorito yeah. Loco Sedantes. Get them mm. at Taco Bell. Yeah. Fiery mm-hmm. Sedante. Fiery Sedante. <laughs> I'm I'm warming up to some fiery Sedante for sure. For sure. Get the get the fiery Sedante sauce for just 79 cents extra. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Carol wakes up. She's fresh as a daisy. Oh man, the sun's out. Things are beautiful. She goes downstairs. Daryl's cooking a full-on Sunday afternoon brunch. He gives her some money. They've got money in this world now. Oh, it's so great. Everything's so beautiful. Uh, that's when that's when I realized it was yeah, uh, the this, they're pulling a boner on me because I'm like, wait, Alexander, you're not printing Rick bucks, are they? <laughs> no. Like you go, you got to go down to like the supply garage and and and, and use a, a Rick back, you know, like the greenbacks. Like, uh, no, there's no way. There's no way they're at that level of. Uh, commerce why would they be that's that's insane right. for the society so they're right right stuck in barter they're in the barter Hell system yeah. uh, god i hope they do i hope they do bring up like how fucking yeah. cool would it be like 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 um uh what is it in like the fallout series bottle caps right like this arbitrary like like bullet shells casings that's worth like you know a, a, something like i i, I do zombie yeah, daryl's already rich I do want to see some kind of monetary system because man, yeah. bar- there's there's limits to barter, barter and trade. Mm-hmm. If you if you paid attention in high school economics, you, you probably know them. But uh, yeah, bring back a money system. Fiat currency in The Walking Dead win season 11. <laughs> sure. Seems a bit early, but all right. Uh, yeah, he gives her some money. They're, unfortunately, her watch has no hands on it. And Henry's alive, which mm, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for us. Yeah. 
Uh, and she wakes up again. She's out of pills. Uh, she goes downstairs. This time it's much darker and dingier. Um, and Michonne's there. She explains to Carol why she did what she did the previous night, which I'm not actually sure what she's apologizing for here. I think shooting at Alpha, but also the three walkers that may or may not have been there it is a weird scene. It's a weird because scene. She, I thought Michonne was like apologizing too yeah and then and then also carol's like well it hurts being here and like michonne i thought michonne was going to say so you're going to get us all killed to deal with your pain go back on the boat carol like i i don't there it feels like the half of a conversation and needed to be had Mm -hmm. um and then michonne goes upstairs to try and get some sleep with her kids yeah Uh, i like that coda too like they started off with judith plaintively asking her mom if it's safe to go to sleep because she's always been taught it's not safe to sleep if it's not safe and now michonne you know not being able to do that now michonne grudgingly saying it's 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 safe for now mm -hmm. um i thought that's a great way to open and end the the episode yeah and she doesn't get a call of the walkie this time so maybe it Mm -hmm. is actually safe i don't know uh, but then we get a final scene here where Carol asks Daryl if he believes that she saw whispers. He says yes, but she's not totally satisfied with that answer, it seems. And then we go back to the gym in that school, and we see that one of the walkers was actually a whisperer, and now they're actually a walker because Carol mm-hmm. killed them. Man, talking about putting a hat on a hat. I know. Mask on a mask. <laughs> a um, zombie a wearing a, a zombie costume. The irony. Sli- like, uh, I, I, I don't know. That That's a fucking next level Halloween costume, right? Oh, yes. zombie whisperer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just get a shitty, you just get, you do, you do a shitty makeup zombie job, which most people mm-hmm. would be like, well, that's a shitty makeup zombie job. But then you hide it with a shitty zombie mask. Yep. And now you've got an A plus costume. Fourteen ninety five at the <laughs> the Dollar Tree. I don't know. Do they sell? Oh, all for masks? sure. Yeah, you need a you need a latex mask and a, a couple bucks for the bad makeup from the mm-hmm. health and beauty aids department, and you've got a primo, super original, accurate Walking Dead uh, costume. I like it. You probably need the zombie contacts. That probably runs another fifteen mm-hmm. bucks, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to put anything in your eyes that you can buy for under ten dollars. White think. Just. Just drop, drop a couple of drops hog of white weed. Out yeah. Just go out, yeah. grab two handfuls of hogweed, rub it in your eyes. You got the zombie eyes. There you yeah. go. It's pre- you probably won't go blind. So. This is not costuming advice. <laughs> Do not put white out in your eyes. It will not be good. Oh, for God, no. I, we just weed. said don't put anything that you can you can less than fifteen dollars in your eyeballs. Yeah. Or eye drops. You could probably buy eye drops for under fifteen dollars. Sure. Those are safe. Anything your doctor tells you put in your eyes. Or things that cost more than fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five gallons of gasoline. Put it right in uh, your eyeballs. That's about yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's over fifteen bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, that's it, man. I haven't slept for forty eight hours. I'm giving questionable medical advice. So I got Dante here. He's giving me the eye, and he's got a, a whole quart of moonshine. <laughs> Watch yeah. out! I got my eye on you, Dante. I'm not going that. I'm Tell not him he's in the friend zone. That's right. You're a pretty handsome guy. Who's going to take more than 40 hours of sleep deprivation and a, and a mug of moonshine, uh, mm-hmm. which also I love the fact that Sadiq didn't even drink it because he's a Muslim. He's a devout Muslim. Oh, OK. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, I was wondering, no. like, huh, well, it's the apocalypse. Fuck, you know. But like, yeah, he like politely and he like, he, like kind of like sm- smelled it, but then put it back down. Why? Why Dante gulped it? So I thought that was a really nice character moment for him, too. Yeah. We got. Is that it? Do we do the episode? Yeah, we did. Did We do it good. Uh, yeah, I'm goddamn. I, I'm uh, really digging this. Um, I'm also really, really can't wait to get started on the Manhattan Project because I'm still 100% on that theory. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so fucking good about it. I what's it's really gonna bum me out when I get to like, uh, if they do build some kind of dirty bomb or whatever, some primitive crude atomic bomb, I am going to be really chagrined if like that was the leading theory. It, Right. Like if everybody yeah. like <laughs> like literally everybody and their brothers like, well, he's obviously going to make a nuke with this Russian satellite. Like, ah, that's insane. I mean, he talks yeah, about I'm radiation. Saying, sure. Why not? Right. Because like, you know, if, if we were covering this and like we would be covering it as if this is the obvious theory. But since I'm not reading anything, it's like this guy's like, man, this guy's going all in on this stupid, obvious theory. Here's mm. your cookie, Aaron. Way to predict the thing that's obviously happening. 
but uh obvious i mean sure in the in the way that like what can you do with radiation in a story you can either mm. cause it to be a hazard to where people die because of it or you can use it to create power or a bomb that's that's the only two things you could do with with radioactivity in storytelling I've been we we've been kind of workshopping uh a Eugene building a bomb and deploying a bomb skit. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I wouldn't be like again, never hold us to anything. It's the surest way to have us never do nothing. But I I, I do feel like if we can just if we can find a funny place like we had with the Rins uh, fest, then we might we might deploy one. Yeah, uh, we did some before spitballing on the, the Wednesday night uh stereo.com stream. Yeah. I, I really, I really like, yeah, which by the way, uh, will be happening tomorrow, next Wednesday, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Uh, Jim and I go to stereo.com slash bald move and we talk The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's kind of our uh, feedback episode that we release on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. We've had uh, quite a few people um, uh, give us feedback in their own voice. It's very cool. In fact, there'll be a uh, this little snippet of the show in the podcast uh, uh, if you want to stick around and listen to that at the end. The, the, the post roll. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. We did do a little spitball into that last uh, episode. Man, I should have used that for the highlight because that was pretty funny. But I always try mm-hmm. to like demonstrate the the interactivity to get people intrigued. Uh. Like, you know, like the question and answer, the 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 audio stuff. But um, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, if you sounds like a good time, please join us at Wednesday, 9 p.m. Go to stereo.com slash bald move to subscribe so you get the notification. Uh, the app is free and hey yeah uh, hit the button and let us know what you think about the episode and the walking dead in general and we'll talk about it I'm really looking forward to again no spoilers please but I know the first of the bonus episodes dropped this weekend I just kind of want to like a general thumbs up thumbs down as far as what you thought because like we've been talking about it a lot and it's like man what can this possibly be how can they possibly make something good out of this but I do have a lot of trust in Angela Kang Mm -hmm. but I also know that AMC want, wants her out there making money, whether yeah. it's good or bad. <laughs> what what can she do? What kind of miracle can she work with gotta the bonus material? Make those Rick bucks. They gotta make them fat, fat green Ricks. Yeah, gotta get the green Ricks. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you for stopping by and listening to us crack wise about The Walking Dead for yet another week. Uh, cannot wait to be back here next week and see the next one again 9 p.m. Wednesday tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, we will be on stereo.com slash bald move Eastern time, 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and we'll be talking about The Walking Dead. Hope to see you there. If not, we'll see you back here next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.